yeah, I've struggled with alcohol addiction for a lot of my life. And, you know, probably didn't want to admit I had a problem. And then even when I realised I had a problem, I still struggled and I was miserable. I was definitely controlled by alcohol. That's what it is. And I was, I was really upset about it, but I just didn't know how to get out of it. And I ended up getting sober. And I think the thing is, is when I got sober and I found out that I was not alone in my struggle, I just felt that it was really important to shed light about it. Ever met your idols? Well, this week I got to meet two women that I have been admiring for years. I got to talk to Annie and Bianca from the podcast, We Want to Be Better. I have adored these women for so long and for a while now I have wanted to ask them to go into the podcast, but I was so afraid of them saying no. So I just kind of had this little fantasy of my he- in my head of just, okay, when you ask them, they have to say yes. Of course they have to say yes. And I just love that little fantasy so much that I just had it in my head and I just wouldn't ask them to be on the podcast. Even though they follow me on social media and even though they have commented and sent me messages about the content I produce. But... Of course, I was self-conscious, and of course, I didn't think highly enough of myself, so I didn't ask them. And then when I did ask them to come onto the podcast, immediately they said yes, and I wish I asked them sooner. I wish I didn't have such self-doubt, because I just... I really do adore these two women. I think they are, firstly, fucking hilarious. I think they are the funniest women in podcasting. I really, really want to see them live, do a live podcast show. They've done that before, and I'm jealous. Whoever has seen them live, really am jealous. And I think all of you are really going to enjoy this chat I have with them. So for those that don't know, Annie and Bianca have a podcast called We Want to Be Better. The podcast looks at a range of topics. Actually, no, that's that's not enough to describe it. They look at a great range of topics. The most random topics ever once you compile them all together. Like, there's an episode on masturbation, then another one about superannuation, then another one about lies your parents told you. And then they go on to a more serious note, and then there's several episodes that looks at Bianca's and Annie's relationship to alcohol, in particular with Bianca, which I thought was so brave and so great that they let us in on that journey. I thought that was so incredible of them. Anyway, I tried my best not to fangirl because I have to be a professional. I tried my best, but I just... I'm super excited to be able to release this episode and yeah, I hope you all enjoy it. This is Annie and Bianca from We Want To Be Better. I think we have to firstly mention what is happening in America and in Australia right now with racism and police brutality because you guys recently spoke about this as well when you released your recent podcast episode because 
it's something that we definitely have to talk about. What are your guys' thoughts and how have you been feeling this this past week? I'm angry, I'm emotional, and I'm, I just, I, there's just a lot of emotions, you know. It's, it's crazy. And I feel like it's really great that people are listening and I hope listening, not, you know, speaking and learning to be better allies, but we said on our podcast, you know, this is a conversation that needs to keep happening and we need to make massive changes in our own behaviours for to see more effect. And I just hope that this doesn't end when the situation dies down. Like I, I hope that it continues and people continue to make, you know, changes. I feel really nervous is what I feel. I feel that um, obviously this is not something that's new. This is, like Will Smith, Smith said, people just mm. videoing it now and people are seeing it. Um, this is certainly not new. And I think that uh, Bianca and I definitely have known that we aren't in that group of people that are just sort of figuring out that um, black people are dying at the hands of cops, which seems like there has been a big movement towards... All of a sudden, I'm seeing so many people say Black Lives Matter, where, like, maybe... Three years ago, when I was saying Black Lives Matter, the amount of people that would like be angry about that all lives matter and all this bullshit, mm. like, I think now, like, okay, we've got to the point where maybe that part of it is getting more mainstream. So that's really good. The thing that I'm really nervous about is that this is a breaking point, and I really, I really hope this is going to go the right way. I really hope that this is. Um, going to be beneficial for everyone I feel like I'm having mild panic attacks thinking about the uprising of all of the white supremacists and racists that are taking this as their race war this sign to arm up and that this is the fight that they've all been thinking is coming so that makes me incredibly nervous particularly um, considering the racist person in charge yeah exactly so i feel i actually feel really sick um and not because this is new this is not new i've always felt really awful about it but um i think that you know this certainly is something different and i think that we can't say that it's not the other thing i've been thinking a lot about is that i'm a little bit over white people, directing people to black people to listen to them, which is, okay, so Bianca and I made the point that on our podcast that we were, we wanted to do an episode on it and we wanted to do it properly and that we were going to get an activist on and because we wanted to make sure that we're not just two white women talking about something, you know, because we've got a platform, right? Mm. However, I also think that I'm kind of sick of white people taking it as an excuse not to talk about it. So Bianca, then, Bianca and I also then continue to talk about it as two white people. Why? We've got to stop expecting that all of the labour is from black people. It has to be from white people too. And for some fucking reason, well, actually, I do know. It's because, sorry, I don't know if I'm swearing. Oh, yes, swear <laughs> as much as you like. <laughs> for some reason, well, and I know what the reason is. It's racism. Mm. White people listen to white people. Okay, and also the problem lies with white people. The problem is with our families. The uncomfortable conversations have to be had 
with the people that we are surrounded by, like majority of people that we're surrounded by, not not black people. And so I think that the, it's kind of being used as an excuse, like an ally excuse, not to do any work by saying, okay, well, I can't talk on this because I'm not a black person, so I'm not going to talk on it at all. Well, that's not good either. We have to be talking about it as well. And we're going to make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Um, we're definitely going to make mistakes. But I think that um, we should be making more attempts. And we should be having this conversation all the time, not just when it's trending. Mm, absolutely. Because I think what I'm seeing a lot over social media this past week, it seems to be that a lot of white folks think that it's up to the black community to educate us, to educate us, but really it's up to us to educate ourselves on black culture, black history and racism. And it's just, it just feels a bit lazy. Like we have the internet. It's not like it's hard to look up the history and racism. We have internet and we research the most useless, weirdest things on Google. Why can't we do our research and properly understand racism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like we said on our podcast, we're like, the latest fashion trend doesn't seem to slip by people, but somehow, like, cultural appropriation does. But cultural appropriation is a constant conversation that's constantly popping up on the internet. So how do you know that you're choosing choosing to ignore it? You feign ignorance that, oh, I, I, I didn't know anything about cultural appropriation. Well, it's not fucking good enough anymore. You seem to know that, I don't know, the latest, um, what did you say? Oh, tying the straps of your shoes around <laughs> your flared pants. Yes, like, like, I love that one. Now, mm. that's one real quick. Like, for some reason, you know, cultural appropriation slipped by you. I don't think that's true. I think that you're actively choosing to ignore it and then plead ignorance and say, I didn't know, which is just not it's not good enough. I think, like, particularly people that have platforms, you know, if you want to profit off having all of these followers, then you have a specific responsibility to make sure that your finger is on the pulse and that you are learning. And if you do make a mistake, which, by the way, we all will, we all do, own up to it and learn why you made a mistake and don't go again. Yeah, exactly. If I was in the park and my children, like my family, were just like misbehaving, my children were misbehaving, I have to pull them up. Not the person that, so you say, I don't know, one of my kids hit another kid in the playground. I, as their mother, have to pick, I have to, you know, pick up, I have to pick up the slack. I have to explain to them why that's bad, why you don't do that. It's the same thing with white people. Like, white people need to be stepping up and pulling in other white people and doing the fucking work. Why is it always the other way that, I, I, I completely understand that we have to be listening to black voices first and that the Black Lives Matter movement is led by black people. But white people need to be pulling up the people that are white. Yeah. Not not the people that are the victims of white people. Those people that are ignorant aren't going to listen to a person of colour or a black person. They are going to listen to people that look like them because that's all that they're surrounded by. Yeah. And they and they have to be pressured. At this point, um, you know, there's the argument that maybe it's too hard to change racist minds. But guess what? 
let's make it so uncomfortable for them to be racist and make the systems that, you know, support police killing black people so impossible that less black people are getting hurt, you know? Absolutely. We should be focusing on making it be able to that black people can feel safe instead of worrying about whether we're going to make racist people feel uncomfortable because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure black people feel hella uncomfortable right now being around people that stare at them people that touch their hair being around police when they know they haven't done anything I'm pretty sure that's it's more important that they feel comfortable rather than a racist feels comfortable right now yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm. I think a lot of white people say, well, I don't know. Like, that's why I don't say anything. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's just you remaining, you know, like, it's, it's uncomfortable for you to have to face, out, you know, the system that you've brought, been brought up in. It's uncomfortable to have to face your appearance. But that is, that pales in comparison to what white people do yeah. all the time. So, sorry, it's uncomfortable for you, but, like, get the fuck over it. And also, if you're uncomfortable to talk about race, that's probably a good indicator that you've got your racist. <laughs> and, you know, I think that pretty much everyone has underlying things that we can be better at. And we've made mistakes intentionally or not, you know, intent does not equal impact. So sometimes we don't even know we're racist. But so what? Is the worst thing you can be being called racist? Compared to the other side of it where black people are actually having their lives hurt, I so what white person that you get called racist? I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just been a week where it just becomes draining because there's just so much you're just so angry about. Our people are just so ignorant with what's happening. But then, but I've been feeling pretty drained. But then I think, God, imagine how everyone else must be fucking feeling right now if I'm feeling drained tell me how they must be feeling not just this week but all their lives yeah that's it it's like I feel emotionally drained but I'm like Mm. my suffering is nothing you know and yeah I mean I do think it's important to you know look after yourself and you know it can be a lot but like take a little break you know but continue to do better and and learn Absolutely. Yeah, you take you take the break so that it energizes. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Don't don't get like burnt out and then be like it's too hard basket. No, right. like you've got to find that balance. So steering our way to another topic, and this is a topic that you guys focused on earlier on this year, and it's something I am so proud of to have two women speak about this topic so openly, and this is about alcohol. And you guys were so brave in speaking openly about your relationships to alcohol. For the listeners that haven't listened to this mini-series, why did this come about? Why did this mini-series dedicated to alcohol come about? Well, I have been a drinker, a big drinker, and this is Bianca. I sometimes get in trouble because we don't say who's who. Yeah, that's Bianca. Um, yeah, I've struggled with alcohol addiction for a lot of my life and, you know, probably didn't want to admit I had a problem and then even when I realised I had a problem, I still struggled and I was miserable. I was definitely controlled by alcohol, that's what it is, and I was was really upset about it, but I just didn't know how to get out of it. And I ended up 
getting sober. And I think the thing is, is when I got sober and I found out that I was not alone in my struggle, I just felt that it was really important to shed light about it because I think the thing is when you, when you have an addiction or, or a substance abuse problem, you think you're the only one that, that has that problem and that there's a lot of shame around it. And I just think it's so important to talk about it because you realise that you're not alone and that's what can actually get you out of that, that addiction. So, yeah, when I got sober, Annie was like, we need to make a podcast series about this. I absolutely need to talk about it. And, you know, Annie then got sober too. So it was two sober people talking about it. And, yeah, that's how it came about. Yeah. Bianca's story is really different to my own. Bianca's, um, well, I mean, I'm just going to go this. Mine is, I suppose the thing is what defines a problem. You know, every time that people look at people that say they've got a problem with alcohol, they just think of a drunk that's like life has spiralled out of control, that maybe can't hold a job, that takes like flask with them everywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's drinking in the morning, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And I just didn't think that I, well, I definitely didn't fit into any of that. I didn't even drink during the week. Like, I, I, I drank on the weekends and I thought, well, I just definitely don't have an alcohol problem. But, you know, the spoiler alert is that I did have an alcohol problem and that was with my mental health. Every time that I was drinking alcohol, I was having chronic depression and I was finding it really hard to get out of that. And it was only through watching Bianca change her life around that I I thought I'd give it a shot and I had some time to reflect on how it was affecting my life. And then, you know, it's that funny thing that once we were both sober, the, the fog cleared and we saw the world so differently. <laughs> Everything and how, like, how entrenched alcohol is in all of... Australian society, I mean, even globally, but particularly Australian society, it intersects in so many ways from such a young age through all cultures, um, you know, through domestic violence, through advertising, through, like, there is so many things that it has an impact on, even for the quote-unquote moderate drinker, as we found out, we had um, a whistleblower who worked for the CSIRO that came on and he was explaining the effects of alcohol on the body and putting it in terms like how a, cig- a cigarette would be seen. So one bottle of wine was five cigarettes. Ten, ten, sorry, ten cigarettes. So is this the equivalent to smoking ten cigarettes. And like things like that, the, the average person just doesn't know because the industry is so controlling and has such a grasp on an Australian society. Mm. Um, and I think that we definitely saw it as a duty, particularly as women, to talk about this story and to maybe put it on the radar of people that wouldn't even realise that they had a problem. Yeah. And, yeah, I definitely love what you said, that it's ingrained in our society because alcohol has definitely come to a point where it's used as a solution to everything. Like if you get fired, all right, let's go get drunk. If you go for a breakup, let's go get drunk. If, all right, we're going to celebrate my birthday, let's get drunk. It's, oh, it's one o'clock, let's get drunk. And yeah, it's kind of become 
this thing you just laugh about. And that's also something that I want to talk to you guys about as well, because with coronavirus, there's been a lot of memes about during COVID-19 pandemic, I've now adopted alcoholism. There's wine memes. There's there's just all this stuff about it, laughing about it. Yeah. How has well, that been like? became massive because of COVID-19. And I only know that because I get targeted. <laughs> yeah, alcohol targeted. Advertised at me, and I'm like, you're barking up the wrong tree. But I always report the ad, and I'm like, this is inappropriate. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, you know, like, oh, well, we can't go to the pubs anymore, so let's have, you know, massive parties online and just get fucked up at home. Yeah, it, yeah, it's out of control. It's uh, particularly sad, you know, everyone's talking about toilet paper running out. But did anyone realize how much of a drinking problem Australia had through COVID 19 when? topics that you both have spoken about on the podcast has just been this large variety of pretty much everything. You know, you guys have spoken about lies your parents have told us to period talk to how to nail a job interview. And also one of my favorites will always be the masturbation episode, which just made me realize that I'm not the only one where it comes to certain things. But how do you come up with all these topics? Like, do you have an Excel sheet and you just sheet and you're just oh, like, oh, oh these I ideas? Wish. <laughs> I wish we were that old. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah, literally, like, it's our lives in a podcast. And, mm. and I think that's the thing. When we first started the podcast, there were small little issues. And I think then as we started doing the podcast, we you can find inspiration, I guess, in all sorts of different things. Like, for example, the episode that we just had come out was about hair, and that was because 
if I cut my hair, people were up in arms about it. And then I, you know, wanted to look at, well, why do people love long hair? And, you know, then we did a whole episode on that. So it's just like one little thing that will happen and you think, oh, that could be a really good episode. The masturbation one, you know, we had a friend say that she'd never masturbated and, you know, she was 30 and we were like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, we started talking about it the more we realized that there are so many other people that don't do it or are too afraid to do it or too afraid to talk about it. I'm like, well, we have to talk about this because we oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I do wish we had an Excel spreadsheet, though, and that we were a little bit more organized because it might make our lives a little bit easier. But, no, it's very... have been going now for 10 seasons which big congratulations to that thank you i was going to ask you guys what's next for the podcast but today you had a really exciting announcement already cannot wait to see what happens with not only this podcast but also your new project your new baby cannot wait to see
Thank you so much, ladies, for letting me chat to you on today's episode. I so appreciate it so much. And as you know, I just both adore you so much. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nasty Woman Club. For more information on Annie and Bianca and their podcast, We Want To Be Better, make sure you head on over to their Instagram page, We Want To Be Better. Also make sure you subscribe to their show, available on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And trust me, you are going to end up doing a big binge listen this weekend. Trust me, you're going to be doing that once you listen to just one episode of this. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review. For more stories on intersectional feminism and woman empowerment, make sure you follow the Nasty Woman Club on Instagram and Facebook and check out the Nasty Woman Club website at thenastywomanclub.com. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I will see you all next week for another episode of The Nasty Woman Club.